Hi, I'm Lydia with Revelation Real Estate, uh, and today in Solving Life's Next Chapter, I want to first uh, put a shout out to our two sponsors. We have Savior Hospice and Palliative, and we have Dispatch Health, which is an urgent mobile services. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Grandpa, when you get out better, can we go fishing? How about next weekend? Really? Grandma told Mommy that you were really sick. I was. But thanks to Mommy and Dispatch Health, I'm good as new. What's Dispatch Health, Grandpa? Remember when you broke your leg and Mom and Dad took you to the hospital? Mm, yeah. That whole building, with the equipment they need, turns into a car with medical people inside, and they come to your home. What did Mommy do? She put this app on my phone. I tapped the app, and Dispatch Health made a house call. I never left the house. Quality in-home medical care is at your fingertips, and it starts by downloading the free Dispatch Health app. Learn more by visiting DispatchHealth.com, and we'll send the mobile app directly to you, just like the health care we provide. You know, Grandpa, I want to be a Dispatch Health person when I grow up. Dispatch Health accepts Medicare and most insurance. DispatchHealth.com. And today in Solving Life's Next Chapter, we have Sarah Perkins with Lawyer's Title. Thanks, Sarah, for coming. Thanks for having me, Lydia. So today we're going to talk about affordability in housing. And we've brought some statistics with us. Everybody thinks that there's a big bubble. Some people think that there isn't. You and I have gone to a couple of um, meetings in the last couple of months. One was um, with Tina, who's our local kind of um, economic stats person here in Arizona, but we also went to one a couple months ago, and that was with Dr. Who was that with? Dr. Lawrence Yoon, who's the chief economist for NAR. Yeah, and so he um, had a lot of good statistics and data on what's going on in just general Arizona, or just general real estate in general, but he specifically talked about Arizona because we have a little niche here that's a little different than most people in other yes. states. Yes. So, so we brought, Sarah brought us some, some slides. So let's look at the first slide that you brought us. So that talks about um, the immigration of who's moving in, who's moving out. So let's talk about that first. Well, if we back up really quick before we kind of dive into that, when we look at housing affordability, you really, it is measured on a national, at a national level, national scale, but it's really felt in the local market, and the local, you know, felt locally. Right. So we're ha looking at kind of two, two moving parts and how, what does that mean for us here in Arizona? Right. And then, of course, across the country. Right. So when you look at it, there's been a lot of information out there about people leaving a lot of the cold, super expensive cities. Yep. New York, Chicago, all up and down the West Coast, yep. Seattle, L.A., San Francisco. I mean, their prices are just astronomical. So right. They're coming here because it's... Affordable. It, it's affordable. We're yeah. the cheapest big city in the country. So right. when we look at some of these, or we have been, but you know they're trying to change some things there with pushing all of the the prices Home up. Prices up. Yeah. Exactly. So when you look at that on on the the first chart that we have, and we're looking at people are leaving, and it's no surprise that people are leaving New Jersey, Illinois, mm -hmm. New York, Connecticut. Not really sure why Kansas is on that list, but they probably aren't going to be moving after uh, the Super Bowl. But that's <laughs> right. just my own opinion. 
thing. <laughs> could be, could be that or Missouri. Yep. But but a lot of those states are more. Um, they they do cost more money. Yes. There are more taxes. Yes. Um, and people, I think, are getting that the baby boomers are finding that they can sell their homes and move to more affordable states like Arizona. And they want the sun. Yeah. And, you know, people are coming. They're coming to Texas, Vegas, Phoenix, mm-hmm. Atlanta. You know, kind of across the south. They mm-hmm. really want to be in places that it's more desirable to be there and more affordable. Right. So the combination of both of those things takes it. So you take a median sales price in San Jose, California, and it's $1.2 million. Right. They go liquidate their regular house there. Now they want to move to Arizona. Their options are different. Right. <laughs> it's a different right. story. Yep. And 30% of the people moving here to Phoenix are coming from Los Angeles County. The next biggest group is uh, San Diego County, and the okay. third largest is Cook County. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So, so let's talk about, obviously, um, you know, it's all in perspective, but Arizona is still a very affordable. I know we in Arizona kind of don't think that way because we see a lot of um, issues with, obviously, right now, we don't have a lot of inventory. Correct. Prices are going up, which is a good thing if you're selling. If you're buying, that's not quite as desirable, but you've got some other st- stats here for us as well. I do. So if you look at the income, it's it's slide two, and it talks about the income, the average income of the people who are moving here. Mm-hmm. And 52% of the people moving here are making over $100,000 a year. Right. So it's also giving them more leverage to buy more properties right. that otherwise would, you know, sit on the market a little longer. Sit on longer. the market yep. a little longer, keep prices down, but by having so much of our inventory eaten up and people have the flexibility, all the prices are coming up. Right, right. And someone that's coming in with a $100,000 yearly income versus maybe someone who's lived here that maybe is only making 50 or $60,000 right. a year. It's a whole different set of houses that each category person can can afford basically and right now what's very interesting is the the two largest buying and selling generations right now are millennials and baby boomers right right now nobody cares about gen x (laughs) it's it's the millennials and the baby boomers and they mimic each other as far as their age they're fighting for the same house they both they both want that single story three bed two bath 1800 square foot house which was you know, 1,500 square foot, that was the starter home that a lot of us, when we first got into the market, that's what we bought and we yep. paid 150,000. Yeah. Today, that house is around 300,000. Right. And if you've been here and moving up in that kind of growing up and saving for your down payment and living in Arizona, when you have 64% of people who are, who are selling their house are rebuying in the same market, right. you're looking at... It's putting some pressure on on the people who are here because right. it's pushing our inventory low. Right. And our inventory was low to begin with. Right. It was. It was definitely low. And we're in a situation now, just the other day I was out with someone, and I think there were multiple, multiple offers, and we were just looking at it for the first time, yes. and that was less than... 24 hours being on the market. So, Absolutely. Yeah. If it's priced right, and if we're talking really under 350, it's not shocking to get 40 offers, right. 30 offers. And, you know, that's also pushing waiving contingencies like yeah. an appraisal contingency. Right. And what does that mean? Or inspections. And right. it's just changing the dynamic of what people are. Yeah. capable of doing and sellers are going with those offers that maybe are um 
maybe not a first-time home buyer that's not asking for closing costs or down payment yes. um, or um, or just they're waiving everything so that they can actually get the house Absolutely. so that they're uh, you know so that they're they feel like they're like they would be the top one to be picked for that person I mean they're doing everything we're seeing escalation clauses mm-hmm. we're seeing a lot of different things happening that is Absolutely yep. pushing the envelope and then pushing prices up. Right. One thing Tina Tambor at the Crumford Report said is she wouldn't be surprised if we saw values increase 10% this year. Right. Healthy appreciation is 2 to 4%. If we have 10% appreciation, it's just... It, it locks too many people out of the market. Now right. all of a sudden we can't have the buy-up movers. We don't have the first-time home buyers. Right. It really puts a, a, a damper on affordability, which is what we're here to talk right. about, is just how can people continue to do the, the typical process that really pushes our economy. Right. 13% of the U.S. GDP is real estate related. Right. Whether it's, you know, the new carpet for the new house, yep. house shopping, anything like that, right. that's a really big number. Right. And if they start to, you know, if that starts coming down, that's going to be a big challenge for right. us. And when people do buy new homes or resale homes, they do go out and they buy carpet and paint and they yes. buy appliances. So it, it affects more than just the house itself. Absolutely. It affects all of it. Absolutely. So. And if we, you know, just to show a little bit more about some of the reasons for our industry, in, low inventory is if you look at slide number three, Mm -hmm. it talks about total job growth in the last 20 years. Now, this came from the presentation Lydia and I went to from Dr. Lawrence Yoon, and he was saying, okay, you know what? Nationally, we've had 16% job growth since 2000 to today. That's awesome. Phoenix has had 42%. (laughs) We're two and a half times the national job growth. So again, that's, and these are high paying jobs as we went over. Again, it's putting more people that are coming here and that's just gonna continue to put pressure on our inventory. Right, and I think too, a lot of people, so, so I think a lot of people feel that, or I've heard, and I know you have too, Sarah, is that, there is um, a bubble coming and people are like, oh my gosh, you know, there's, it's going to be 2005 all over again and we're going to have all these issues. And I know both both presentations that we went to for Arizona, that was not the case. Correct. And so, so let's talk about that as well. So you can look at and kind of in and in regards to the bubble. If you, I'm going to hop around. Yeah, so go if ahead. you if you want to look at slide number four, he actually this chart is from this is a national on housing starts. But yeah. if you look at this orange line, where we are today in where new builds are starting and this is again nationally we are about where we were in 1991 yeah that's crazy that's so low because when our market crashed in 2008 builders just quit building right and the thing is is nationally we are five or six million units behind where we should be just to handle today's population right in phoenix that was just magnified right it is happening even more so so we have very low inventory both because we're not having the new builds coming on and people aren't selling the average amount of time people are in their home is a little longer right the very biggest difference between what we went through in 05 and what we're going through today when in regards to inventory is this is real demand it's called true demand versus false demand right in 2005 people were parking money in houses because in 2005 houses appreciated 45%. Right. We all in here flinched at 10%. (laughs) So when you're thinking about these just 
it's not and really comparable. Right. Our inventory was low then, yes, but people were parking money. Rents were actually going down in 05. Yep. Yep. Today, rents are increasing at the same pace that single family or, you know, that residential real estate is increasing. Right. We're, right. Phoenix was the number one fastest inventory fastest rent increase city in the country at 8% in 2019. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's huge. The other thing, too, that I don't think people realize as well is that um, back in 2005, the, the lendings were the lending rules were very um, yes. laxed. So anybody basically with a pulse could get a loan. Absolutely. And um, and so the the lending has gotten much stricter, and people actually have to um, have good FICO scores or decent FICO scores, and they have they have to have a job, <laughs> and um, and they have to you know they verify all of those things, and not that they didn't verify them before, but it just it wasn't as tight as it was now. So the people that are getting the loans are actually quality people that can actually afford to buy a home. So that also has changed. Yes, yes. Because as we, over the last bunch of years, pulled ourselves out of what happened in 05, Mm -hmm. 06, 07, we have seen, we are at the lowest rate that this country's seen in like 20 years of of foreclosures, mm-hmm. you know, we're not having a lot of loan defaults. Things are very good in that because the loans are going to people who intend to pay them right. and continue to pay them. You know, yes, we understand life happens, but the the levels are just so low. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. So, so that's why it's a different. That's why I think it's a different market as well because I don't think people are are just in this big. Oh my gosh, we're in a bubble and we're going to pop, but we're not going to pop because of all these different reasons. And Arizona, as um, Dr. What's his name? Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, he like he said. You know, he said Arizona is one of the best. He said, for for real estate, Arizona is one of the best places. And it wasn't just going to be this year. He was talking forecasting years from now. So so he and and it was amazing to see the stats that he had for Arizona. I was just shocked. Absolutely. So so let's talk about the um, next slide, which is we're going to talk about the um, the net worth that. Comparison, and I like this slide that you you put together here, Sarah. So tell us about this particular slide. So what's really interesting when you look at slide number five, um, it talks about net worth comparisons from whether or not the biggest one is if you're a homeowner versus a renter. Right. We want to encourage home ownership as much as possible. It's almost like a forced savings account. We know Americans are not super awesome at saving. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, like if there's a way that we can help encourage people to save, and and we know that there's just tons of vehicles out there available to help people get into homes, they just get confused or distracted, especially when you throw around words like it's a bubble or keep renting, things like that. And really what we want to pay attention to is nationally our home ownership levels are about 63%. Okay. We got up to like 64, 65. It's not ever, you don't see huge swings, but we have been over the last 15 years going down. Right. And one thing when you look at overall, what does this mean? And if we start getting to the point where if we have 50% of Americans are renters, well, what that means 50% of the voters 
are renters, right. which means a lot of, you know, what it, what does Congress do is they listen to their, con, you know, the constituents. Is that yeah. the right word? Okay. Yep. And, you know, they listen to them. And if half of them are renters, they're going to want benefits for renting versus, right. you know, who needs those perks for those homeowners because right. there's not very many of them anymore. Right. So that could j- really change the face of this industry right. or our whole economy. We just talked about 13% yep. percent of, you know, and GDP has like 97 zeros behind it. Like, yeah. It's it's too delicate to risk losing it, and right. so there are ways to stay on top of this affordability issue. Watching it, I mean, and one thing Dr. Lawrence Yoon said, one thing Tina Tambor is saying is, if you want to buy a house, rates are low. Yep, do it now. Buy now. Buy yes. now. Both of them said that. Buy now. Both of them did project that there were that housing prices will go up over the next five years and and that um, you know for those people that are like sitting on the fence saying oh I should wait both of them said and these are both people that are statistical data they look at statistical data to see the way things go and both of them said buy now because in three to four years you're still going to be it's going to take years to get back down to where we are now for sure and we don't know what our interest rates are going to be back then so so the fact that our interest rates are so low now is the time now is the time and if you look at certain cities chandler increased 50 percent in the last three years gilbert increased 50 percent in the last three years Mm -hmm. mesa's increased like 40 percent i mean these numbers are so big and we know that that's just continuing Get in now and yep. benefit from that. So then when we look at these net worth comparisons, right. they're on that higher side because it really sets you up for life. And then in dollars, like look at that, 250000 to to um, like 4000 Yeah. Yeah. And That's... and Dr. Lawrence Yoon said, hey, what it means for millennials, be nice to your grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> Love that joke, but it's true. <laughs> Well, and I think, too, the millennials, you know, a lot of them are are at the age now where they're in their 30s and, you know, they get a bad rap. But a lot of them are, they've got great jobs and they are starting to have kids. And those are the ones that are starting to look for homes because Absolutely. they want that stability for yes. their family. So um, they they work hard, but they play hard. But they they also want a nice home, too. They And they don't really want the fixer-uppers. They want the ones that are moving ready. Yeah. yeah. And millennials are the most educated uh, generation out there. They're doing their homework. They are doing the research, but it's also up to everybody within the industry to be able to explain what's happening. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the actual, the last slide, it may take a minute to kind of fully explain what we're looking at, but slide number six, it kind of shows if you take a $285,000 house, which now is a little below the median sales price for Maricopa County, um, if you take a $285,000 for that really general, I think it was like 1,500 square foot house, that same house, you can rent it for the median rental price is around 1,500, and your payment could be, if you were to buy it based on this slide, is 1,716. So why would anybody want to spend an extra $200 on the same house right. or $200 a month on the on same, same house on the same house yep. but it really talks about well with zero appreciation and if you live in your house five years the average person is living in their house seven to ten years yep. it has gone down where people aren't moving like they used to right. so even if we say five years typical for you to make your money back is about three years right. at least here in Phoenix um, but if you 
own that house, made your payments of that seventeen sixteen every month for five years, you go to sell. If there was zero appreciation, yep. you'd still have an extra $40,000 of equity that you could use to put down on your next house. Next house yep. If there was modest appreciation of 2% a year, now all of a sudden you've gained an extra 30000 on top of that 40000 right. Now you have 70000 yep. So even when you start looking at these numbers, we really want to, really want to continue to encourage people to look at buying and what they can do to get into it because it is the way to keep people in the market and continue to look at how can they leverage and you know make money off of their investments but also understanding there are so many benefits of a homeowner absolutely that we don't want to lose as we're looking at this appreciation Right. What will change this appreciation is if everybody decides to list their house at the same exact time. <laughs> I don't know. We would still need thirty thousand yeah. new listings yeah. in Phoenix, Pinal County, or Maricopa yeah. and Pinal County to I, get normal. Yeah, and I don't think we talked about this, but there's between what is it two and two fifty um, people are moving into Arizona a day. Yeah, they said two fifty to three hundred. Three hundred. Two hundred. Two fifty to three hundred a day. It's crazy and. They're not all coming from California like everybody thinks. They're coming from a multitude of places. Absolutely. For different reasons. And we still are getting our winter visitors coming yep. out. And they still, they will winter for a couple of years. And then they will come out and purchase. Absolutely. Um, obviously, we're getting a lot of those from California and from New Me- and, and from New York. Because they do have higher uh, taxes. And, and some of the play, some of my, my um, buyers that are coming from from say New York are having New York is kind of a different breed as far as selling they're, they're having selling. a harder time selling their homes before coming here so yes, some are. of them it's taking particularly, particularly in the luxury market yep it's some of them are it's taking 6 to 12 months to actually sell their home and and but once they do they're coming here with a large amount of money yes. to purchase the new yes. home so California is a little different they are kind of the same way we are their um, their homes are moving pretty quickly at this point as well so and they've got a different economic uh, situation with um uh, foreigners moving into their state so they 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 aren't having the same issues as new york is as far as selling their homes right right because people still want to be in california they just don't want to go to new york (laughs) so so yeah it makes a huge difference but for arizona as far as that's concerned and and two we we've had a couple of people on our podcast show that um companies that are coming here that are just going to explode with with people moving in here um Bill Gates even bought a huge parcel on the west side of town. And, Server farms. Um, yeah. So so there's a lot of reasons why people are coming to, to yes. Arizona. We are close to California. A lot of businesses are coming from California because they can still ship out and, and send their goods Absolutely. through uh, California uh bases basically so it's it, both east and west sides of of phoenix are are feeling the 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 pinch of not having housing it's not just one side or the other it's everywhere everywhere and it really is fueled by developing job centers Mm -hmm. Uh, there's some really good websites interactive websites that will show you where these developing job centers are you look along the new 202 as it's going to be available really soon right there's there's things there um where we're just the people who are having most successful flips people are having fastest uh growth in 
that's what I'm looking for, coming and buying in that particular right. area. Because in the high end, now we're talking more than, you know, we're talking like three, four, five million and up. That right. market has gotten a little more stagnant. Right. But everywhere else, and I'm kind of in my map in my head, that's be right here. <laughs> <laughs> around is the rest of us and it's just it's interesting yeah. because there this is happening across the board yeah and even when you look at the cromford market index for the real estate people here right. because it's only available in phoenix our inventory is uh 52 percent below where we should be to be right. in you know normal balance market that's right. such that's such a significant number down right and another reason why people are coming here to buy is some of them can't afford to buy in, say, Washington, D.C. Right. They'll buy a property out here so they can get the perks of a benefit of being a oh, homeowner. No. Right, yeah. right. I've had a few do that from California, too. They'll rent in California, but they'll buy in Arizona. And it, it their CPAs have told them that they have to buy. <laughs> I think it makes sense, you know. And it, this is these are all reasons people are coming here and they're different agendas, right. which, again, points out why it's not a bubble. right. Right. And I do do believe that um, we are going to see a lot of job growth. I mean, not just job growth, but housing growth over the next few years. And, you know, it's funny because Tina will never like take her crystal ball out and say anything. But the stats past the current year. Yeah. (laughs) But the stats that she does show there we are in a great market right now. And the growth is good. Even people that just purchased in the last couple of years have seen just huge amounts of, of equity in their yes. home. My daughter's one. She bought a, a little town home and it's gone up like $80,000. And she got in at what, 20? At 20? 20. Yep, at 20. So she. See, that's huge for her. It's that huge. sets her up in a way that, you know, most people getting in in their 30s right. don't get to right. have. Yeah, I, I say, too, if if somebody can afford a home at even at a younger age, they don't have to be like I have family members that are dating and they're not quite uh, ready to buy a home because they're not married yet. I personally would recommend them buying a house now and not wait for the for the the potential spouse the <laughs> because because the the market is changing so Absolutely. rapidly. And honestly, um if you can buy a house when you're in your 20s, it really sets yes. you up for more success when you get to be older. You do your buy-up house at 27, yep. and st- you know when I was 29 when I bought my first house. Yeah. It's, that's a lot of time a that big you difference. Yep. miss that you out can, on. Yeah, that you can make a lot of. And like you said, it's 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 a it's a it's a guaranteed savings account yes. for those folks that own homes yeah. and and it does yeah. it does help the economy because people are buying when they buy a home they also do go and upgrade tile and carpet absolutely. and appliances and so it affects everybody not just the house itself absolutely so yeah that's why when our market crashed in 2008 mm-hmm. we felt it across Everything. Every, yes, we did. And, you know, even today, we have a shortage of home builders, yep. a shortage of people to, you know, just help us with, you know, the electricians and the plumbers and all the specialty jobs that yep. all left. Yep. And so now we're scrambling and builders are challenged to even get 
all the work done and we're like, come back, come back. Yeah. Come back. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> you have a job now. Yeah. It's, I mean, I know some people waiting for homes have had to wait an extra three, four, six months down the road because there isn't those folks to, yes. to the drywallers and the, and the carpet, um, carpenters that are yeah. there. So, um, I do know that there is also, I, and I don't know how true this is, but we did hear about it from Tina that um, the builders aren't building quite as fast as they were, and some of that is that they're not getting their permits. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. Particularly, there's certain towns that have rolled it out where they only disperse a certain number at a certain time yeah. just in order to not have it go too crazy right. all at once. Right. I think we learned that in, in uh, you know, the early 2000s. We learned I, a lot. Yes. <laughs> and I think the municipalities are very, um, they very much are aware of that because they were affected as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's crazy how much they were affected because when people foreclosed and left their homes, that, that left a gap in paying for their the the municipalities everything. for streets and and wastewater treatment plants and everything that goes with a city so it did affect everybody it wasn't just the the buying and selling of a home it was everything that goes with that as well yes so yes yeah. Because these changes have kept us on our toes, and they've been happening a lot very quickly. And I think that there's so much misinformation out there that it's easy to get scared because of this change. But that's why talking to somebody who really knows what's going on and saying... Is are we in a bubble? Is this not affordable? What's happening? Because even if you look at this, a chart that we don't have um, (laughs) is had we had a three percent appreciation per year starting in 2000 to where we are today. Yep, we would be just at that very tip top on that 3%, which is still considered healthy appreciation. Right. So it hasn't been an insane appreciation overall. We're just watching it saying what's happening. So you need to have somebody who can really look at that whole picture with you. Right. So really, it boils down to Arizona is still affordable. We still have tons of jobs available here and and high tech jobs. It's not just it's not just the little, you know, mom and pop jobs. It's we've got some huge growth here for a lot of big business. We have a lot of colleges that are coming Mm -hmm. in, uh, smaller colleges that are. I mean, we have our four big ones that we normally do, but we have a lot of companies um, colleges coming here yes. that are more um, tech tech related and more um, yes. um, more geared toward a specific um, field. So there's a lot, a, of a lot of engineering, lots of things to look for. So yes. Arizona is still very affordable, even though the ha- even though we don't have a lot of inventory on homes, and even though homes prices are going up like Tina said it now is the time to buy because if you wait another two three four months down the road it's going to be even higher and the inventory is going to be even yes inventory is going to be lower and competition is going to be much higher exactly exactly and there are options you know it doesn't have to look like HGTV right you can move in and start benefiting from that home ownership absolutely the house that maybe needs a little bit of work right 
So, right. And know. there are loan products out there to help facilitate some of those yes. things, which which um, I don't think a lot of people know. That's why it's good to talk to a lender right away because they can tell you right up front, you can do a normal, regular, conventional financing like you always have done, or we can wrap some of those repairs, carpet, paint in that loan totally. to bring it um, up to value. So, right. yeah, so we, we definitely now is definitely the time to buy a home and of course for those folks that are either downsizing and or moving in with family members seniors that are maybe having to move into assisted living or uh, memory care communities now's the time to get top dollar for their house absolutely absolutely you make a huge huge point this is the time to do it. Yep. This is the time to go to a real estate professional who knows what's going on, not just trying to connect with whatever's the easiest at the time. No, this this right. is this is this is very huge. Right. Good point. And I think too a lot of folks don't realize that if you all you need to do is educate yourself. And if yes. you find a home that maybe a senior has lived in for 40 years and maybe they haven't upgraded it, it's pretty easy to put new carpet and paint in oh, yeah. and get new appliances. That that kind of stuff is super super easy to do. So um so go out and consider looking at some of those homes that would benefit you to have that appreciation right away even if it's not totally. the perfect you know move in ready house so you can make it yours yes exactly well sarah thank you so much for this information i know it was a lot of information so if anybody wants supporting documents on this i we, you have offered to to get the information so um the best way to reach you would be um, you can do email or by phone, correct? Yeah, so, call, text. Okay, um, so the phone number for you, Sarah, is 480-707-8946. And then give us your email address, too. It is S. Perkins. That stands for Sarah Perkins. <laughs> <laughs> so S-P-E-R-K-I-N-S at L-T-I-C.com. And that stands for Lawyers Title Insurance Corporation. Great. Thank you, Sarah. And Thanks, we'll, Lydia. We'll have you back on again because you're a wealth of information. Thanks, Lydia. <laughs> I appreciate you. So that that's it for Solving Life's Next Chapter. And um, we will see you next time with some more great information.